0: Hey everyone, this is Anthony Grant, and I want to introduce you all to this podcast. It's called Superstar PR, and it's all about entertainment insider chats with Nikki, the founder of the PR agency, Nikki Inc. This podcast chats with some serious entertainers and media insiders, always choosing people who are making a difference in the entertainment world and who have cool stories to share. Happy listening.
1: Hi guys, welcome to Superstar PR. I'm your host Nikki, and I'm really excited about today's guest. And shit, we're on season four, guys. Elamin is a culture writer, a BuzzFeed News host. He's a Pop Chat, CBC co-host. He's also on Party Line, CBC. But honestly, what a down-to-earth, kick-ass human being! And this conversation was nothing short of pleasurable. I'm so happy we recorded it. Take a listen, and welcome this amazing soul. I always look at writers who I want to pitch Josie Ho to, but your writing made me pause. Just like the random quotes you had everywhere. And I was like, I'm having a drink. I'm not working today. <laughs> I just need to think about that writing. Like, more. like for example, um, looking for a nice place to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. That's not me. I mean, that's that's the a- <laughs> tragically hit. So that's, that's a quote,
1: Okay, but it's, you, uh, it's something that I return that. to often.
0: Yes, Okay, yes, there yes. we go.
1: See, and I didn't know that was tra- Tragically yeah. Hip, but I was like, oh, yeah. pause. And then the Highway of Diamonds one?
0: That's a Bob Dylan one. So again- a really you know, good those one are, though. Yes, those, listen, if I'm, uh, I don't want to take credit for, you know, Bob Dylan's work or the Tragically Hip's work, you know, but uh, those are, those are quotes that stick with me. You know, the idea of looking for a place to happen, which is like what we kind of all are at the end of the day. Um, the idea of Bob Dylan had this, the line about the, um, highway of diamonds saw a highway of diamonds with nobody on it. The idea that like you could be in a place that is just like filled with all of these riches. Um, and it just belongs to you. What does that mean? What is that? What is that place that you go to that makes you feel like that? Um, it's a really evocative image that I just
1: sit with a lot, you know? Well, yes. Now I do too. I've written some <laughs> in my notebook. <laughs> When I share these with people, they're like, where'd you get them? I'm like, I follow him on Twitter. I'm like, <laughs> this is where I see these things. Yes. So like, I think, you know, thank you, first of all, for just choosing those things to pin and point mm-hmm. because, you know, we're not always in a world that asks us to pause.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: But you made me pause. And so you were like, whoa.
0: I don't have a lot of invitations to pause in my own life. Um, so I have to like go out of my way to create them, if that makes sense. Um yep. so like I have to be very intentional about those pauses. And like it tends to be actually music. Like music is where I go to if I'm like, I need that pause moment, you know, I need that place that's like here's a song lyric that I'm gonna sit with for a while. It's gonna stick with me. Um it's gonna, gonna sort of take me there. Like those are I think like sometimes if you're not if, with the pace of life, especially with the pandemic, um, with all the chaos, if you don't like intentionally sort of create that space. To be like, I'm going to pause and be reflective. It's just not going to happen. And so, which is why those quotes are there. You know, those quotes are, are there to be like a reminder to self to be like, okay, there, we got to create like a little space for pausing.
1: Totally. Okay, music. Let's go there. Um, yeah. I started sharing with my team, you know, and they were like, Nikki, you like these artists? And I was like, don't act so shocked. <laughs> but who is it that you go and listen to when you're just trying to calm down and find your zen? Um,
0: I'm a big country music guy. Um, so I really, I really love the work of Brandy Um, I really love the work of Jason Isbell. Um, I really love the work of, I mean, Bob Dylan's not a country music guy, but you know, like folk music will do that for you. Um, uh, and then so it sort of depends on the mood because like sometimes you want to escape into something that is like, very fast and just can kind of carry you um and for that sort of like hip-hop is my go-to um and then sometimes you want to go to a place that's like really deeply reflective and slow um and for that I go I sort of turn to country music
1: yes I, country I, music I, makes you are, cry I know we do
0: We do. and you can kind of like go for like really long walks to it I've been walking a lot this pandemic like I've I've sort of gone through a couple of walking shoes at this point um and like I'm not done walking. Like, so I think this is going to be one of those things that I think stay with me post-pandemic, whenever that is, like this idea of you can just, you don't need to turn um, your attention towards something that's going to numb your attention. You know, you can turn kind of inward and maybe like music can be the soundtrack to that. You can just go out and walk and have a good walk and see where that takes you. Um, Um, So I'm excited to sort of keep that around, you know?
1: You know, it's a good point you made. Um, I'm going through my third pair of walking shoes during the pandemic and I'm like... My watch loves it. I'm like, "Forget you watch. These are now walks for me." Like, I'm not just getting steps. Now I'm like, "Hey, I never noticed that tree before."
0: There was a there was a good there's a good tweet about um how it's an absolute scam how exercise does exactly what it's advertised to do, which is true. Like, the idea that like we're keep being told like exercise is good for you and then you're like, "No, it's not." And then you do it and you're like, "Wow, it really is." Like it like it actually does sort of invite you to like feel better or notice more and like the idea of like when you're walking when you're out for a run and you're able to sort of like take in the environment around you um it is a scam but it works like it's like it's it's upsetting that exercise is very effective at, at doing the thing it promises us to do you know
1: you're, you're speaking my words i mean i'm like trying to be a runner yes and in my trying to be a runner i'm really taking in you know when i stop to breathe I'm like, That's mm-hmm. a beautiful new shutter. I love what they're doing. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: I love that. That's great. That's like the best kind of running, like running <laughs> around complimenting people's houses. That's great. I love this.
1: Well, okay, let me ask you now, um, when, like, how did this career find you?
0: How did it find me? It's a good question. I like the framing of it finding me. Cause then I'm like, you know, at a certain point it had to sort of meet me somewhere. And now I have to think about where it met me here. Um, so I started. I started at the CBC maybe like ten years ago, a little less than ten years ago, um, and that was in a role that was sort of like a production assistant type of role, um, and and then I moved into the world of news because I really love and I'm excited by sort of like getting to interpret the news, explain the news, um, that kind of stuff, and I just kind of just kind of grew from there, and so. The first show that I worked on was George Stamblopolis Tonight, which is a show that I love, oh, that still show. love dearly. And it was great. It was, like, it was such a an amazing experience on this show. Um, from there on, like I just kind of was able to sort of keep this bend of, sometimes I like to do shows that tend towards sort of like entertainment and not specifically tied to the news, um, sort of larger pop culture discussions that we're all having. And then sometimes I tend to want to move towards, you know, shows that are, like more newsy and more tied to the news cycle, with that, whatever that looks like. Um, and so from there on, it's just kind of been just like the seesawing, this sort of this like balancing of the two aspects in in a bunch of different ways. Um, I've been very lucky. I've been very lucky to have managers who believed in me um, managers who've uh, listened to when I said, "Hey, I think I am going to try this," and they didn't go, yeah. "No, you're nuts. You're, what, what do you mean?" Um, but instead, were like, "Give it a shot. Why not?" Um, and that goes from anything from the writing that I get to do now, like the sort of long form writing that I get to do, um, to the podcast host. I, I'm a big believer in just like putting out into the world the thing that you want to do, and maybe it'll come back around, or maybe it won't. You know what I mean? Like, but like, but yeah, like it's like it's like a good it's a good thing to do. Um, to just put it out in the world. And sometimes somebody's listening and they can do something about it. And sometimes somebody's listening and they can't do something about it. But I think like where my career has flourished the most is someone is listening and they can't do anything about it then. But two years down the road, they're like, I remember that person said that they wanted to do this thing. Um, and so I'm, I'm a huge believer in just like, you just put it out of the universe and just like hope for the best, you know? It's not like you can do anything else.
1: Yes. Oh my God. I love it. You know, um, I'm trying to explain to like very young people why I, why I say just dreams come true. Mm -hmm. Um, And I said to a young lady last week, I said, in my world, dreams just come true. And she said, oh my God, I just, I want some of your world. I said, this is your world too. And she Mm -hmm. called me the next day and said that she got Donnie Wahlberg to do an Instagram live with her. And she's like, I've wanted that for 22 years.
0: Wow, that's amazing.
1: And I just said well, I said I thought it was like fun and I didn't limit you. And you were like, she's crazy enough to think it could happen. And it happened like seven. Why wouldn't you? Right.
0: Listen, there we I do think we'd learn from a young age to sort of put limitations on ourselves. Um and a big part of growing up is understanding those limitations. And some of us um understand them but can't shake them off. And that's okay. That's that's totally a part of you know living in this world because it's not like we can do anything about all those limitations. But sometimes you can kind of get to the place where you make peace with them or understand where you can push them. Um, And it's a delicate balance because I'm not gonna tell you that you can create the world that you want out of your own mind tomorrow. You can't, that's not how this works. But you can find spaces and it's I think it's all about those spaces, you know, Um, and some of them are big spaces, some of them are very small spaces, some of them are things that will come back around five years later, and you don't even know it. Um, But, but it it, it requires a bit of intentionality from you to be like, that's like a place I want to go to. I want to go in that. Oh,
1: my God, I love this conversation. Where have you been? Like, Okay. (laughs) Let's talk about a moment where you feel your resilience was tested and how you came out of it.
0: The thing is, like, I think of myself as a pretty resilient person in general. Um, I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of, like, sort of the time that I've spent cultivating it because I haven't always been a resilient person. But now I I would say I think of myself as a resilient person, which is to say that, like, my resilience is tested frequently, but in ways that I'm, like, comfortable i can meet and like sometimes we get a little close to the limit but i'm comfortable with the idea that i can meet it um and a, and a good example of that is like i'm so i'm in the middle of the I shouldn't say i'm in the middle i'm close to the end of writing a book um, and the book is supposed to be coming out next next spring spring 2022 um i'm really excited about this process but it's also been like a really lengthy process like we signed the book deal in 2018 um i was supposed to deliver it like by like late 2019, early 2020, you know, a million things happened between then and now. Um, And it is one of those projects where like, you really just have to force yourself to the keyboard or you really have to force yourself to the computer and just sit. Um, And sometimes you don't have it in you. Like sometimes you're like, I don't, I don't got it.
1: I don't want to do it today.
0: I don't want to do it today, I I just don't. Um, And it's not, that has not been easy, but I would say like the resilience comes in Uh, it's a lesson that I learned a lesson that I learned from uh, from a friend who's written a book before me was this idea of even if you don't want to do it like even if you don't feel like writing today that's fine like forgive yourself for that but take a look at your project like don't ignore it don't sort of leave it in the shed and be like I'll deal with that some other time and so you kind of get into this metabolism of like I'm not going to write today but I'm going to look at the thing. I'm going to open the Google Doc and I'm going to have a look just to see where I'm at. Because sometimes like you say, you look at it, you close the doc and you go away and like maybe 25 minutes later, you have a spark of an idea and you write, write it down that will advance the whole thing. Um, so I would say like, I'm, I'm grateful for my resilience for teaching me those things. You know, I'm uh, teaching me how to navigate those spaces, which is kind of nice. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very proud of that, but also like,
1: you should be proud.
0: Thank you, thank you. It's, I don't, I wouldn't say that I learned it on my own. Um, Like my wife is way more resilient than I am. Um, And so I've learned from her coping strategies because like she has offered a lot of those. Um, She will see me in the middle of like, oh, you're you're stressed out. Here are five things you could do. Um, And at first I'm very resistant. I'm very like, no, 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 I don't want to do this. Oh, I don't need it Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I I don't want to do it. I just want to sit in the stress. It feels better to just stress. Um, And she waits, like she'll wait out my stress cycle and be like, so about that, like, that probably wasn't the best way to go around it. But here's, here's some other ideas for how you can approach this. And slowly but surely, um, credit to her resilience, she's sort of broken me down in terms of how I approach those things. Um, And I've, like, maybe voluntarily, maybe involuntarily, you've just picked up some of those strategies.
1: That's brilliant. I think she's a keeper. Yeah,
0: I'm a fan. I'm a big fan.
1: Yeah, it's a good thing you married her. Okay, so (laughs) let's talk about, you know, there are things on this planet that give all of us hope. What is it that gives you hope? Right now, we're in a pandemic, and I think people really like hearing this from others.
0: I think the cheat answer is to say my daughter. Um, My daughter's four years old, and she is just... uh, like her language skills are at a place that is just like astonishing to me. Um, she she's just like picking up different like linguistic ticks from me and then repeating them back at me, and then I like I, I can sort of see myself in the way that she's speaking, and I'm like, oh, that's this because I say this. Um, like she'll she'll say, you know, like the other day, like one of her stuffed toys fell behind the bed um, right before bedtime, and so she was like, Baba, I hate to tell you this, but you're going to have to pick that up, and and, and it dawned on me that I say, I hate to have to tell you this all the time. And like, that's why she said it was great. Uh, and like this, for people who are non-parents, this sounds like kind of just like absurd. It's like, well- it's, I think I, it's adorable. Like, yeah, it's, it's great, it's great. And I, I get for, the, for people who are not parents, like it sounds funny because you're like, well, they are human beings who will pick up linguistic ticks. But if you're a parent, you will never get over the shock of someone who looks like you but is a much smaller version of you just subtly like saying the same things that you say because it's like it's so funny. Like it is it's like it's like at the core of parenting humor is like, where did you get that from? You just got here five minutes ago, right? Like um, so that's been giving me a lot of hope. Um, reading, I would say reading's been giving me a lot of hope. Um, I I'm one of those people who like try, as much as possible to read, but during a pandemic, it is like a tough time to, to do that. So. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't have the, the brain capacity to concentrate as much as I need to, um, and so it's uh, whenever I can, that's been a source of joy.
1: That's amazing. Um, so I mean, right now, what I've noticed, whenever I could share something positive, like a list of films or a list of podcasts, mm-hmm. do you have right now something you're watching that you think the whole world needs to know about? Yes, yes,
0: <laughs> I am. I just finished the first season of the showtime show it's on crave um called couples therapy okay and it's a reality tv show where this couples therapist sits down with i think it's like four or five couples over nine episodes in the first season i haven't gone to the second season yet Nobody spoiled for me and they get to talk about their problems and It is incredible. Like it is incredible watching the dynamic between these couples because what they've done with the set design is really creative. Like you don't see any cameras anywhere in the room, even when you think where you think there should be a camera. Um, And so like, there's this like almost suffocating feeling of intimacy. Like it's an overwhelming, intimate, overwhelmingly intimate show where these couples like really get there. They go there in terms of like the relationship difficulties they're having. You get really emotionally invested, you're like, You have to leave him. Like you have to do it today. He's never going to change. Or you guys, you just need to just like come together and choose this relationship. Like I start to act like a couple therapist, like on my own couch. Um, and so couples therapy. Like you just
1: okay. I'm I'm getting
0: (laughs) do it, do it. It's nine episodes for the first season, and then I don't know how many episodes for the second season. But I can't wait to get there.
1: I'm so glad you didn't say Ozark. I didn't need another stressful moment. (laughs) Like.
0: No, no. I mean, listen, couple therapy is not, is not exactly a fun ride. Like, so these couples are going through what you might say is a tough time, each one of them. Some of them tougher than others. Um, and some of them are more, I think what's really interesting about the show is like you also get to see a range of relationships to therapy and range of like openness to change, you know? Um, some people are like, yeah, I'm really willing to change. Some people are like, no, no, no. This is just who I am. And I don't know who this therapist thinks she is, but I'm just not gonna engage with with the tips that i'm getting here uh it's a great time when you watch it and get to the big moment with this one couple annie and mao and you scream okay instagram me i'd like to
1: hear okay Annie and Mao, done done i'm still there okay so my last question for you is if there was one dream you could make happen for yourself and lately all i want to do is talk to people about their dreams because i don't know there's something magic in the air what's mm-hmm. that one what's one of those dreams for you
0: are you a water sign by chance is that are you you know
1: the fire sign but I don't act like one <laughs> so maybe I have a lot of water
0: <laughs> which fire sign are you
1: I'm an Aries but you know I'm not a like I think when I had my astrological chart done she was like oh you don't like Aries do you and I was like no I'm not the loudest person in the room and uh, yeah. I think I have like lots of water water cancels okay fire.
0: <laughs> yeah that makes sense I'm a water sign, and the most water sign person possible. Pisces. I am, I'm a Pisces. I am a Pisces. Uh, of course you are. Um,
1: right.
0: Yeah, I'm a Pisces. I'm a Capricorn rising. That's sort of. It's I. am happy with this combination of just like yeah. most of the time dreamy, but also like try to stay as grounded as possible. Slightly That's grounded too. Like
1: you're good. You're not. Yeah. A you're Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a good counterbalance. Uh, very little fire in the in the whole range. It's great. Um, dream. I think my dreams right now are really small to be honest with you. Like my dreams are, they're small but they're big in the sense that like, what I'm dreaming about is gathering with people again. Um, I'm dreaming about hosting people in my home. I'm dreaming about like people coming in through the door and be like, let me feed you. All I wanna do is for you to eat this food that we have in this house. Um, and I, that, that was never a big dream, you know, a year ago, but now it's like, it's seismic and like such a big ask of the universe. Uh, and so I'm really like focused and thinking about when that's going to be possible. Like every year we try to host some people at our house for like a Christmas party. Um, and not so, you know, like obviously couldn't do it last year. Um, now I'm like, is it possible for this Christmas? I don't know. You know? Uh, and so my dreams are like when do I begin to gather around people? Um, I'm very much an extrovert. I draw energy from being around people, um, which is like, that's one particular way that the pandemic has been hard. Um, Let me tell you, the first concert that I go to after this thing is done is going to be wild. I'm, I'm probably just gonna pass out from exhaustion because it's gonna be like, oh my God, I can't take all of this people. There's so many people just around, which is like, oh what that's the dream the dream is like oh. feed some people maybe i can combine them like feed some people in my house and then we go to a concert together like, oh that sounds so
1: fun <laughs> i know i know it's funny it's funny you say that i mean because now with covid two years in, my friends all remind me of that one christmas party i threw when i first moved into my house and everything mm-hmm. was in boxes but they're like but nikki you fed us so much food you made us so happy and then you made us all friends
0: <laughs> yeah that's it's that's the stuff that people remember you know um people don't remember i don't know like i i always like stress out about like it's like the place tidy enough well you you know but like that's not like anything. nobody's gonna be like man your bookshelf did not pass the dust test but they will remember the the people that they hung around you know uh the general vibe that you created in the space that's that's the kind of stuff that people will remember and so that's the stuff that i miss like i that's where i get all my energy
1: oh my god well okay so because i i'm such a i'm I'm such a fan of the ideas you share and all the quotes you share now i know they're not all yours but that's okay i'm just a little naive okay because i love them <laughs> okay it's great so yes. where can our listeners follow you
0: uh depends on the vibe that you want you know if you want like the most earnest possible vibe then i'm pretty earnest on instagram and i think my instagram is like a generally pretty like sweet place yes it's uh, nice whereas you know like my twitter is like a little it's like a little snarkier but not like not a little really newsy
1: but it's okay i it's, take
0: it it is it is it is because you know like that is like that's the work that i do for a living and so um i would say like between twitter and instagram like those are the same places um on instagram the handle is just my name um on 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 twitter it's Illuminati 88 that's it you know
1: Okay, well, um, I think that this has been such a nice chat and seriously, like you're good, you're good people. Thanks for tuning in to Superstar PR. New episodes are available every other Friday. And you know, we would love your feedback, so please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to subscribe to Superstar PR on your favorite streaming service and visit www.mikkiinc.ca to sign up for podcast alerts and notifications. Thank you so much for listening.